Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Lending Podcast. I'm your host, Alec. Today, we're going to be talking about the post-closing customer experience. And I brought on two guys, and we're going to laugh about this in a minute, and I'm going to do introductions in a minute, but two guys that have made a massive impact in my career just in what they do. These are podcast leaders, industry leaders, thought leaders, very incredible gentlemen that I'm excited to have a conversation with today. And we're going to unpack what it means to have this post-closing relationship. What do you do? You're in a transaction for 30 days with a customer. They're getting financially naked with you. And then what? Do you drop them off a cliff? Do you put them on a drip campaign? What do you do? And we're going to piggyback off an episode of their podcast that I was listening to and laughing and dying hysterically. So without further ado, let's kick it off with Dustin Brome and Phil Treadwell. Rock and roll. All right, we did it. Look, I got you guys in the right spot too. Look at that. It's a miracle. Bill's taller than me, so. Oh, no. Yeah. You know what's funny is we just need to apologize to everybody uh, on the front end that uh, all of the audience that you've had all this time may you may may lose a few of those and and uh, you know, may. May, mainly because of Dustin, not 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 so much on the other side of this. This is my test two followers is to bring on you guys. So before we kick it off, guys, so Phil Treadwell up in my, th this way, in the right, this guy's a 16-year mortgage veteran. Uh, he works at Thrive, director of sales, innovation, and strategy, host of the modern, uh, uh, of the mortgage marketing expert podcast. This guy is honestly one of my first, um, one of my first mortgage podcasts that I subscribed to, Phil, was you, just so you know, just a little secret. Nice. First mortgage crush. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, been one of the 40 most influential mortgage professionals under 40, top 20 mortgage professionals in 2020. The guy is just a stud. So, Phil, thank you for joining and hanging out with us today. Alec, you're, you're the man. I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited about this. Now, that leads us to Dustin, and everyone's kind of going, well, who's this guy? Well, this guy makes both of us look stupid. Um, massive agent podcast. This guy is a speaker at Inman, one of the most, um, in my opinion, one of the most forward thought leaders in the real estate community. Agent at EXP, big old guy in Utah doing tons of stuff. And so, Dustin, um, I think this was actually your podcast that Phil was a guest on that I that I can't remember when you were talking about cutting boards, which we're going to get to. I can't but, remember either. I don't remember what I <laughs> ate for dinner last night. So, yeah. For those of you tuning in that don't know these guys, you know, we'll share their social media handles and all that fun stuff, but use the Google. And these guys have made massive impact in influencing me in my journey in digital. So, first of all, thank you both for just being rad guys and pushing forward. Um, thank you. And thanks for joining me and willing to come on the show and be embarrassed and humiliated because this is great. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. We're here for it, man. Let's do it. Well, so let's let's cut it open here. So for those of you wondering what we're talking about today and you just tuned in, we're going to talk about the post-closing experience. And so I want to frame this up and then I'll kick it over to you guys to kind of just go on this journey. But, you know, um, Phil, you know, as a lending professional, Dustin, real estate professional, we're, we help clients for a period of time. We're in their life for this window. And then, and I'm specifically talking about a transaction, right? Not, not, in, you know, we're in this specific window and then it ends. They go into our CRM, they go into our social, they go into something. And then typically where I get really crazy and where I want to kick this conversation is they get put into drip campaigns because that's what you're told to do. Put them in a drip campaign, set it, forget it. And we just take this relationship that we just spent a month plus cultivating or even who knows how long prospecting and, and, and bringing it in. And then we literally just crap on it for the rest of our relationship with them. And so the podcast that you guys were doing that I was dying laughing was around closing gifts. The segment was on closing gifts specifically. So let's unpack that real quick. What was the closing gift that was uh, just sending you guys on your rant for days and days? 
I don't even remember. I remember the podcast episode vividly, and I remember thinking later we were going to get some social media messages, and I think we did. Dustin, do you remember what we were even talking about? Was it the cutting board? <laughs> of course, it was the cutting board. I think it was yeah. the cutting board. <laughs> yeah, the, the cutting board. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm dying. Like we do this whole loan for this person, and theoretically, we're making it all about them, not us, not us. Like it's they're the hero. We're helping them. We're in service to them. And then the gift is a personalized cutting board of like the loan officer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the egocentricism of that is insane. You know, and it, it's funny because it's not even just cutting boards. We have this like uh, illusion in our minds as mortgage and real estate professionals that any gift we have needs to have our name yes. and our logo and our contact information all over it. So, you know, another another big one is like Cutco knives. Yes. Okay, first of all, Cutco knives are incredible products, right? And I have got a few in my drawer. They, they last forever. But it's like we're going to give them a a serving spatula with Dustin Brome massive agent podcast like all over the front. I use that because Dustin would never do that. But we have this idea in our mind that they're going to forget about us if we we don't make sure that they every time they cut an apple or serve a piece of pie that the, the their real estate logo is on there. So I think it's bad form. I think we need to rethink how this is done. And I think that there's some people out there that say if you don't have your name or logo on it that you can't write it off on your taxes. That's a lie too. And so, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's something that I think we get pretty passionate about because we talk about this customer journey of this, you know, pre-transaction, right? That, that no like and trust journey we try to take people on. We talk about how intentional we need to be and bringing people into our ecosystem and and learning, creating relationships with them. And then we make sure uh, in the middle of the uh, you know, during the transaction as it's happening, that we're creating this great customer experience and the transaction's closed. And after all that intentionality at all that customer journey, the best thing we can think of is, is, is a cutting board or a cutco knife with all of our crap posted all over it. And that, that was what I think the rant that we were on in that particular podcast episode. Well, and I laugh too, because I mean, people change companies, they change logos. All of a sudden your logo is different now that you gave them that and it's different. And it, and, and again, this the egocentric nature of this must have my name on it. You know, here, you, how honored do you feel? And by the way, so realtors are just as guilty at this. No, no, <laughs> no way. By, um, the way. by the way, Jeannie's like the Cutco sales reps are relentless, though. They should be <laughs> loan officers. That's perfect. They do a great job. Realtors are ridiculous. Um, I mean, we're, we're cut from the same cloth, right? LOs, realtors, we all serve the same client just from different sides of the deal. Um it's, you're right. Our brain, like we have this brain fart that happens as soon as the deal's done. Now, now, yes, we want them to remember us. We want to stay in touch with them. Yes. But we think that because our mentor gave Cutco knives or a cutting board with your, with a logo right across the front. So you get garlic stuck in it and then you end up throwing it away anyways, because it stinks. <laughs> we think that that's the solution. Like, I've received some nice cutting boards and we use them, but like, no joke, you get garlic stuck in the damn thing, like in between the L and the E and, and it's, it's weird. So we can do so much better. You know, we want people to remember us, but we, we do that not because of a, not by a logo or a yeah. phone number or being tacky. We do that by um, doing something kind that they don't forget, you know, something thoughtful, something that took, maybe it only took three minutes of research or maybe listening once in a conversation with them where they tell you who their favorite baseball player was on their favorite team. 
And then at Christmas time, you go on Amazon and find them a little starting lineup figure of that baseball player and they cry. Like that happened to me with, with one of my clients. And that was so easy. The gift was like $12, but my logo was not on their Jersey. You know, it was a (laughs) Chicago Cubs Jersey, but they'll never forget it because it was actually thoughtful. So that's the part that people are missing. So yeah, Jason's like, Oh damn, I thought clients love the cutting boards and they would, if they're a chef, like, to, like I'm saying, like Dustin's nailing it. Like if you're listening and if you're thinking, and if you're thoughtful and intentional, you find out they're a sous chef or they're trying to, you know, then it's like, yeah, maybe a really high end knife that doesn't have your logo or a nice cutting board is the right gift. You know, I, I laugh a lot or I not laugh, but the like gallows humor. So like my grandfather was an alcoholic and my, my sister is a 15 year recovering alcoholic. And so I'm like, why are everyone's like, well, I just give them nice alcohol, like nice wine to people. I'm like, do, do, do you know do they have a drinking problem? Like that's the, like, that's a terrible thing to send to somebody. If they're like a recovering alcohol, you don't know, but you, to, the thoughtfulness wasn't there. You just kind of set it and forget it. And you're blowing it. It's like, I send meat baskets to the vegetarian. That's smart. <laughs> really nice deli meats. Like, what do you, you know? And I think some of these gifts you're on the right track, right? Send something of quality, send something that they're willing to keep. You know, you don't want the tchotchkes that, uh, you know, which we go through the expos, right? They give you the big canvas bag and you go from booth to booth and you put the stuff in there and then you throw all the stuff away later. You want to have some thoughts in there, right? One of the things that successfully or that, that I've used successfully in the past is, is a wine opener, like a really nice, you know, chef's wine opener, but you don't put your you know logo huge all over it. Maybe you strategically placed or whatnot, but that's something someone puts in a drawer. Because let's be honest, if you are a wine drinker, yep. no matter how many you have, you're going to run out eventually. And you're going to go to the back of the drawer and you're going to pull the one forward, right? The cutting board in principle, I think, is, is an okay idea. What we're saying is don't plaster your name all over the front of it. it this isn't a billboard for every time they you know cut an apple or, or prep you know, meet that the, the they want to see your face. And, you know, Dustin, what he's saying tongue in cheek is actually kind of true. If you go to clean a cutting board between the letters, like food gets stuck in there and that's kind of a pain in the butt. You have to think about the real world application of this, this stuff that you're thinking about. So, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're beating the, the cutting board to death here, but think of a quality gift that is thoughtful, something that they're going to keep around that they don't just want to immediately throw away. Um, and, and if you've done your job in creating a relationship with people throughout the transaction that you're supposed to have, you should have some notes about their likes, their interests, their family. You should be able to put a little bit of intentionality into some type of a quality gift that doesn't have to be all about you. Well, so let, let's go on gifting for a second. We'll talk about post-closing. We'll kind of break it up into a couple of seconds. Let's talk about gifting. Do you guys recommend gifting? And if so, what's the process that you might recommend and what questions do you ask? How do you store that information? Like, I mean, that, you're talking a lot of in, like, you know, getting detailed here. What do you guys recommend a coach do? It's so easy. Yes, I recommend giving gifts. Absolutely. Um, it's so easy to do if you actually give a crap about your clients and listen to what they say. Like if you have genuine conversations with them and you learn what they do, what they like. Um, like I, I had some clients once that had Jack Russell Terriers and they would race them like they'd go travel around the country in an RV uh, racing these Jack Russell Terriers, which is a real. hilarious thought. Is this, this isn't real. Oh, I swear to God. Like, could I make that up? Like I'm a clever guy, but you know, <laughs> racing Jack Russell Terriers around the country, mind you. Um, so I, I was like, they like Jack Russell. So I, I went on Amazon. I'm like Jack Russell Terrier and found uh, this was around Christmas time, Christmas ornaments. And they loved them. Like they still 
thank me every year when they put their tree up. My logo is not on the bottom of the foot of the dog. It's so it, it's really a simple thing. If you, if you're somebody that actually speaks with your clients, like a human being, and you have some, you care about them a little bit and the information doesn't go out the other ear, you're going to remember these little tidbits. And it's so easy to find something that's memorable and impactful for them. That's all you have to do. That's it. Period. Phil, anything to add to that? No, I, I, the only thing I would add is, you know, you can very easily take someone on your team and make them a quasi director of first impressions. As soon as you bring someone in, they're the person that's going to be setting up that customer experience anyway. You can very quickly put a form together. I know like Zenix has some cool forms yep. that you have like these personal profiles where you can find out what they like, where they <clears> went <throat> to school, what the teams are. And I think especially if someone is an alumni of a school or university, that's always a safe bet. People are typically very passionate about their, their college teams and sports. Um, you know, people are, are very loyal to specific brands. It doesn't take a lot of intentionality on the front end to have that director first impression, ask some questions, fill that out. Number one, those probing questions, people really like that you're taking that much of an interest in them. It was like I saw Tim Brahim, uh, who was one of my coaches, uh, talk about it at a conference a few years ago. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, you guys are old enough to remember like Berenstain Bears, right? The cartoon. Well, there's a Berenstain Bears moving book that you can get like on Amazon for like a couple dollars a copy. And as soon as I heard this, I had a couple of people on my team like buy a bunch off of Amazon. And whenever people call in and you're asking the questions about houses and kids and now those conversations, anytime someone had kids, even if they just called to inquire, if they didn't do an application, he just had his assistant like real quick, uh, write something on the front of an envelope. Hey, thanks for taking the time. Um, I know this is a crazy time for everyone. Kids a lot of times don't like change. Wanted to send this. Maybe you can read this with your kids. Maybe that'll make them feel a little bit better. It was a $4 book, maybe a, a buck to ship it. And then all of a sudden, you have this real connection with people. And I think that's really the moral of the story with some of these gifting is you, the whole idea isn't about the, the gift. It's about how can you make a connection with someone to show them you cared above and beyond just making sure your logo was pronounced in the middle of the conversation. And I think that if you'll just take a minute and, and really be intentional about asking the right questions and make, taking yourself out of it and, and really thinking about what's gonna add value to them in that situation, um, you'll, you'll, you'll have a lot more luck in this conversation. Man, you know, so the personalization, the thoughtfulness is huge. My, my favorite one, which is even more set it and forget it. And, ha and you have some geography issues here, but it's just getting your handyman, the one that you trust, the one that you work with, <clears throat> and, just sit, and just paying for a couple hours of their time to go to somebody's house scheduled after they move in to paint over some scuffs or fix some electrical or some outlet doesn't work for sure. And they got to fix that. You know, just the, just the time I've been like, hey, and then introducing your guy to them being like, hey, I trust this person. They, they work on my house. I paid for two hours of their time to come to fix whatever you need at your house. You know, and even that's pretty generic because it could work for everybody, but the thoughtfulness and the intentionality is what works. And yeah, if they're a wine person, send them a nice bottle of wine that you like, that you prefer, right? From a winery you like and whatever. And be like, hey, this is, you know, here's the owner and this is what I like. Um, okay, so we got pro on gifting from both you guys. Let's let's talk about after the after the close. After the close, after the gift, you know. What are, what are the best, the best doing both on real estate and lending? You know, Phil, I want you, you'll kick first, please. Cause Dustin talks all, all the time at, you know, right, right away. But just, you know, what, what, what should people be doing in this post-closing world? You know, we got CRMs, we got campaigns, we got 
social. What are, what are we doing here? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give you a, a couple of my best practices. Uh, one will be some automation CRM related. First of all, automation can have a negative connotation because they feel like it's un, not personal. And he's gone. Just like that. That's what happens when you have a PC, Phil. <laughs> but... By the way, I'm gonna leave him up while he rebuffers. Yeah. How about how about now? How about now? There we go. Look yes. at that. Look oh, at that. that was good. We were gonna go. Thank you for that. I needed that today on the podcast. I'm telling you, man. Uh, it's uh, it's. I've, I've been having some some technical difficulties uh, the last couple of days. So we'll we'll, we'll try to try to rally here. All right. Automation. Well, where are you? Yeah. Automation has some negative stuff you said because it has that. You know, it could be impersonal. But where were you going with that? Yeah, I, th I think what you what you want to make sure of is that you need to look at the means of communication that uh, is native to those people and and automated reminders, even if you don't have the communication, like automated emails, people are going to overlook um, text messages is a little more native, especially if you do it in a very personal way. Um, so make sure that you that you reach out on the birthdays, the anniversaries, um, you know, don't just say, hey, I want to check on your mortgage uh, for, for mortgage catch up. If you're going to follow up with people, follow up for reasons like, you know, Alec, I love the what you talked about of having handy handymen, you know, come by and do some paint touch-ups. And, you know, another one that I thought was really cool is, is air filter changes. Hey, I just want to let you know it's it's time to you know change your air filters or things like that. When it comes to gifting specifically, I actually show, uh, stole this idea from uh, Shannon Milligan, which is a, a friend of Dustin and I's. Uh, she's a phenomenal realtor in Richmond, Virginia. And what she does is she finds a local bakery and uh, lets them say, hey, people are going to call you or they're going to come by and, and say, hey, here's a code or here's you know uh, a coupon or something that, that Shannon gave me. And on their birthday or on the, the an anniversary or whatever, she sends them an email or sends them a card and says, hey, go to this local business put it on my tab, grab yourself a cupcake or a brownie or whatever you want for your birthday. I thought that was a really cool idea because two things. One, you're not assuming that someone likes something that they don't like, like they can go pick it out themselves. And number two, you get to incorporate a local business and you're patronizing that business and she just has an account. And then when people come by, she settles up once a week or once a month. So I think that there's ways that are more high touch or more high tech, both of which are very, very important. I love that integration with the local business. It's so, that's such a cool way to kind of expand your brand, bring in other people, share the love and let them get what they want to get. Dustin, yeah. what do you got, dude? Uh, so Shannon apparently has all the good ideas and is just, you know, sending them through us. Cause I also learned <laughs> from her, uh, she does, uh, she created a Facebook group for past clients and she calls it her MVP group. I think this is so genius because the drip campaigns where you, remind people of daylight savings and, you know, <laughs> light bulbs. I remember when I was a new realtor, my mentor was like, here, put them on this trip campaign. I'm like, okay. Had no idea what was going out. It sent out this thing and it's like, Hey, you should try these light bulbs. And the person's like, those light bulbs have been obsolete for like 10 years. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I learned the downside of automation there, but it, it's funny when people would just put, they're like, Drip campaign is better than nothing. Well, yeah, because literally the worst thing is to just let them go, forget about them forever. That's the worst thing. So then anything that's slightly better than the worst case scenario is worth doing. I reject that. I think that's that's lazy and ridiculous. But back to the Facebook group. Rather than a drip campaign or in addition to a drip campaign, you have a Facebook community of your past clients so you can stay in touch with them and give value to them. So what Shannon would do and what I started doing that worked so well is 
every once in a while, maybe once a month or something, you load up a Starbucks gift card or a Dunkin' Donuts gift card with a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. And you take a screenshot of the barcode, right? Cause you, you can just do it on the mobile app. Yep. You post it in the group and say, Hey guys, go get a coffee, go get a cake pop for the kids on me. There's 200 bucks. Once it's gone, it's gone. Such a cool idea. And everyone's like, oh, thank you. And and they start talking amongst themselves. So it, you really are creating a community rather than all your past clients just being totally separate people, not having any idea that each other exists. So you're building a community that way. You can do the same thing with, with ice cream, parade of homes tickets. You know, if you want to give out parade of homes tickets, if you have 20 of them, you know, whoever gets them first gets them, that kind of thing. Um, tool rental, you know, rent a, a trailer, a wheelbarrow, power tools, a pressure washer. She had just had a storage unit full of all that stuff. And whenever somebody wanted to borrow it, they'd, you know, chime in and um, she'd give them access to, to go get it. And they, when you do that, you literally are creating raving fans. I think, I think that's what she called it, her raving fans club. And that that is what gets people referring you to others is when you do something special to help them that they know is above and beyond. They know that you didn't just put them on a drip campaign and forget about them. People people aren't stupid. They know when they've been put on a drip campaign and forgotten about. Yep. So don't do that. Go the opposite direction and build a community instead. And guess what? It generates a hell of a lot more referrals. Dude, I totally want to piggyback on that because um, the old the old school thing that I was taught was the referral book, you know, that you would give to your customers. And in the referral book was like a CPA and then like a, a there was a, a there was a, a, a attorney and like a handyman, an electrician, a window washer. Like he had this referral book and I'd literally like mail it out to like my closings and be like, hey, if you need something, here's a bunch of you know vendors effectively for your house. You know, and now you've got this Facebook group that Dustin's building and you can start sucking in the gutter cleaning guy that you trust, the junker that you trust. Because when you move, you need a junker. They're going to come, you know, they got their stuff to dump, you know, and you just start having them contribute to the group with discounts or credits or even paid for by you. You know, Dustin, you're creating this massive community of value just to hang out with your past customers and give them stuff they need. And I think excitement breeds excitement, right? Say- that's That's one of the reasons that you know communities are so important is if you have someone that posts in that group something exciting uh, as you as a lending professional real estate professional did or thanking you for something other people want to participate in that as well and i think that that's the the kind of the genius idea of having some type of a group or community or facebook group is people interact with each other as dustin said they get excited about the same types of things um, and, and especially if you bring other people into the community outside of it, it's the same reason that you need to be doing housewarming parties where you let people invite 15 or 20 of their friends and family, you kick it off, you know, maybe you do drinks or maybe you do food or whatever. People get excited about the house that they just bought. People get excited about those things. And all of a sudden you start having conversations. The key to the, the housewarming piece of it, not to go too far down a tangent, but I think this is a, a super important tip on this type of thing is if you kick off, if you do it right and you schedule at the beginning of the transaction, especially for mortgage professionals, you're going to have a little bit of a stickier borrower. Then all of a sudden you can ask them questions along the way of the transaction, plan it out ahead so that people can do it. And then once you've kicked that party off, leave. Let them have their housewarming party. It's not all about you. Again, this is this is the the not slapping your logo all over everything. Be there. Uh, say, hey, we wanted to show this party for you. Make sure everything's going off without a hitch. Make sure they've got you know food or drinks or whatever it is you're doing, and then exit and let them have their party. 
Um, I think that that's super important. But again, this is about making this stuff about them. I think that's, for me, the theme in all of these things, whether it's gifts, whether it's follow-up. How do you do it in a way that they want to be communicated with? How do you give them a gift that they want as opposed to just communicating how we think is good or giving the gifts that we want to give them? So I actually want to stay on housewarming for a second because this is this is a big topic. And I think that the underlying theme of a lot of what you're hearing and what I'm hearing is community building, right? Being a community builder, not making it about you, making it about other people, adding value, all that fun stuff. And, and housewarming parties are a great way to do that. I moved in November to a new street where I didn't know anybody and I'm antisocial and an introvert. So it was my hell. Last thing I want to do is go meet new people. It sounds terrible. But a lot of the things that I've seen with housewarming parties where lenders can participate on the cheap is just facilitating introductions. So, and, I, and I'm very specific when I coach to this because it's like there's certain markets where I'd say don't do a housewarming party. But there, there's certain markets where like if Dustin is farming this market and if he's, a, he's the man there, and he knows everybody. And like, that's where I want to throw housewarming parties. Because I want Dustin. I want to go with Dustin. I want to meet the neighbors. I want to walk around. And sometimes you don't have to host the taco truck. You don't have to host the drinks. You can just get permission from the customer, your, your friend, whoever you move, you know, whoever you did the loan for. And you can just door knock and say, hey, the Smiths just moved in down the street. And this Saturday, you know, we're having some people just come by and introduce themselves. No, no big, no big thing. Just come by and introduce yourself on Saturday between one and four um, and meet the Smiths. And so naturally, the people are going to bring stuff. No one's just going to come by empty handed. Everyone's going to bring stuff. You didn't have to pay for anything. All you had to do is walk around and meet the age, meet the meet the friends of the you know meet the neighbors and tell them hey come meet the Smiths, and you can make massive impact in human connection without having to spend tons of money. And you can't but, tell me that none of those neighbors are going to ask any questions about real estate or mortgage if you're saying hey the Smiths down here just closed on their house or or whatever that they're not going to be like what are interest rates today or what what's house prices in the neighborhood that's that's a way to do it. But you don't have to hit them in the face with it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be wearing your name tag and having a flyer ready to shove down their throat. So, I mean, Dustin, do you have any thoughts on um, uh, housewarming stuff, housewarming parties, events? Y yeah, I've never personally done them just because I, I don't know, like it doesn't feel natural to me to to be that person. I'm an introvert as well, and it just seemed weird. But I know there's a lot of agents and LOs out there that crush it with them, and they don't even they don't even exit after they get it set up. Like they stay there. And their, their purpose is to get referrals. Mm -hmm. Cool. Like there, there's a very uh, popular book out there. What, what the hell is it called? Uh, the Michael Mayer book. Seven Levels of Communication. Yeah, where he talks about doing that and he lays out the, the blueprint for it. That's awesome. If that's congruent with you and and you feel like that's right for you, awesome. I, I've never done that because it just it seemed kind of weird to me, but that's me. I don't have the same personality as everybody. So it, everything works and nothing doesn't. You know, if you're doing something to try to be helpful and try to give back and try to say thanks, it's okay that you also can get some stuff out of it for yourself to grow your business as well. You're there to serve. You know, it, you're actually providing a service. It just happens to be you're in a, you've chosen a great business that serves people. So that's all, that's all great. I, I just think you need to be honest with yourself about, um, you know, whether or not that fits you or not. You know what I mean? Yep. Agreed. Personalization, authenticity, all that stuff has to underline it, right? Just because yeah. Alex said, go do this and you hate it. You're not going to like doing it. <laughs> it's not going to work well. All right. Well, let's, let's go to this angle here. Um, social media and past customers. How do you guys manage that? How do you coach into that? What are the thoughts? Um, because I hear things all the time like, well, I'm, that's too, I, I'm, I don't want to share that information. That's my private stuff over here. And you know, I don't know if I want past customers in there. What are your thoughts on all that stuff with social? 
Oh, Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's I always get the objections, and it's if you really keep asking them why, like what why they feel a certain way, it's it's fear. You know, they they're afraid of putting themselves out there because they don't want to look stupid because of their perceived worry of someone will of how someone will see them. Mm. It, I mean, it, look. I will say this. If you are a giant douchebag, you probably don't want to put yourself out there because the less you do, the less people see who you are. Right. But everyone listening, the, the good people, you know, especially your show, Alec, great people. No, the there's best. No people that, yeah, no, yeah, the, the, best. <laughs> the best. So I don't think people realize just how magical social media is for growing your brand and getting new people to know that you exist and then getting the people that already know you to remember that you exist. That's social media. That's literally what it does. You just have to post things. You have to say, I'm hiking today. I'm going to, you know, in and out burger. I'm, you know, this, that, or the other. And people make personal connections with you based on the stuff that you're doing in your personal life. And then they keep seeing your stuff because they're, they made a connection with you. And when the timing is right for them, they'll either hire you themselves or refer you to someone who needs you. But yep. they have to remember that you exist. And I've never seen anything better in my entire life. There is nothing better than social media for doing that at scale for free. Doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that in a huge way. So on, on the theme of making it about the customer, making it about your client, especially post-closing, first of all, Everyone is saying you need to go connect and follow all of your customers and you do need to do that. Whether people mm -hmm. are actually executing on it is a whole other conversation. Yeah. But you need to be connecting, following, however you can, friends, uh, people, your clients on social media, You know, any referral partners you have, whatever, for two reasons. One, what Dustin just said, if you're documenting your life and you're sharing who you are, not just what you do, you're going to get into enter into conversations with people. You're going to find some commonalities and overlap. You're going, what, what is the saying? Your vibe attracts your tribe, right? If you if you actually are active on social media, you're going to, to attract those people to you. Now, what happens is if you're connecting with your clients post-close and you're continuing to deepen that relationship that you've already created through that transaction, they're going, you're going to stay top of mind for them. So when they have someone else in their sphere of influence and social circle, they remember you, right? But you can't just put out content about your business, right? What, what's the, what do we say when, whenever there's too many commercials, people change the channel. If you're connecting with your clients and then all you're doing is talking about mortgage and real estate, no one's going to pay attention to that. So I think that is probably one of the most important parts of a post-close nurture is to connect with them and then put out content that they actually might find informative or entertaining or that that voyeuristic thing we all have there's a reason facebook stalking is a is a term right we all kind of want to know what's going on in people's lives but the other most important part of it and if if people think about social media now do anything but this if you post something on social only a certain percentage of people that follow or connected with you are going to see it but if you go comment on their post they're almost always going to see it. 
So the most important part about social media is to be social and go engage with other people. So keep that list of past clients. And as opposed to having an automated message go out, maybe set an automated reminder for yourself and you time block a little bit each week to go and find one of the more recent posts of your clients and comment on, hey, that looked like a lot of fun. You were showing your son on a wave runner on the lake or that the barbecue looked cool. I can almost smell the meat through the pig. I don't care what it is. Go make a meaningful comment and engage with them. Because again, they're going to see it. Then what's the they going to do? They're going to respond to the comment. They're going to be obligated to look at your profile. The algorithms are like, these guys are looking at each other's profiles. They probably want to see each other's stuff. And all of a sudden, your content goes higher and higher. So again, this doesn't need to be complicated for people. Just document your life. Engage with your people. Put out content that doesn't suck, meaning don't talk about mortgage and real estate all the time. And keep doing that over time. And all of a sudden, your, your influence grows and you start getting more business. Pretty simple. You know, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to connect with your clients unless it's a client that you don't like and you didn't yeah. get along with. Right. But sure. if you're if you're doing all the stuff that Alec talks about every single week anyways, you're attracting the right people, people that already know who you are as a person. They get your personality and you're a fit. So they're probably going to be friends, you know, at the end of the deal. So why wouldn't you want to connect with them? I don't I I'm trying Help me out, guys. Like I'm trying to think of a reason why you wouldn't want your past clients to see certain stuff that you're up to, unless you're just like some wacko political person, or but they would know that already anyways. Like I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I know this is a little bit of a softball because my beliefs on this are pretty in line with how you guys view the world on this. And I, but I just sometimes people need to hear it again and again. Yeah, I, I use Gary Vaynerchuk all the time as my biggest guy to point to on this because you would never know who his family is. How mm. many kids do you have? You've no clue. Too. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you do because that's weird. But no, I mean, <laughs> you find it, you can figure it out. My point is, though, if you follow his content, you realize like you never see that side ever, 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 if ever. Yeah. Yet he's one of the most active, prolific social media people out there, in my opinion. So you you can you don't have to you know showcase your weird side. You know, you can showcase the the professional side and keep those stuff um, um, hidden. So, by the way, Kyle Draper is just commenting, my dude. So thank you, Kyle, for. <laughs> Rocking the LD swag earlier. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, I was Kyle. I was telling. I was telling uh, about the T-shirt, Alec. Yeah, the message. So real quick on this on this content. So pillar content. Gary is the perfect example. Well, I don't want to put my life out there, and I don't want if there's privacy concern, like all that stuff. Like you said, Gary Vaynerchuk is one of the biggest social media personalities on planet Earth, and you never see any of his family on social media, right? So for the average person, uh, pillars find two to three to five things that at any given time you could talk about, post about, take a picture of something that interests you typically around your life. Right. I, I, for me, it's guitars, right? I like, I like guitars and live music. I like brewing beer or scotch, my family. I like traveling, right? I podcasting or, or marketing type content. That's as businessy as it gets, yep. but I can always post something like that. I think if people will find two or three things that interest them in life and post about that, they'll be surprised about how many people will engage. And again, if that's not someone else's cup of tea, cool. They're probably not someone you're going to click well enough to do business with long-term anyway, and that's okay. And I think it's Brittany Hodak that says it best. One of the biggest issues that people have in business is apathy, which is people know about your brand and don't care. And she says the solution for that, move on. Go find somebody else. That's okay. Find people that you do want to connect with that you can target that have some of those commonalities. So again, it goes back to this thing. Find two or three things you want to talk about. It doesn't have to be your personal life. If there's stuff going on, no big deal. I think it was on Kyle Draper's podcast, Steve Kyle's 
even said they were, they were talking about this stuff. Even times that they're going through hard stuff, people that are transparent on social media, sometimes they wait until after they've gone through something and then use it as a positive. Hey, this is an overcoming thing that I had in my life and use it as content that way. And so there's lots of ways to go about this, but I think people get stuck of, I don't know what to post. So let me talk about how many transactions I did last month, or let me talk about how great my company is. And people don't care. Yeah. And if you listen to Dustin at all five minutes ago, you remember like, don't talk about yourself, solve their problem. You don't know what to solve, what to talk about, solve their problem. What are your customers' problems? You know what they are when they're moving, when they're living in their house, when the, when the plumbing, like the, the, the plumbing's back, like, you know, their problems. So just solve those problems for them. I, I want to share one of my, my favorite hacks. And then I, I would love for you guys to share any, if you have any on these post, these connection things, but um, this piggybacks on Phil, what you said, you triggered me. So I wrote it down. Um, one of my favorite hacks is to put my uh, birthdays of my past customers uh, in the day before in my Outlook calendar, right? So every month you go through and you find it, you close five loans or 10 loans or 50 loans, whoever your, whoever your talent is. And you put those into your calendar on a yearly repeat. And so the day before their birthday, you see a little thing pop up, right? It's, it's Phil's birthday. And my favorite hack is to grab Facebook, open up Messenger, put it on video and send Phil a video message the day before his birthday. And be like, Phil, what's up? Your birthday's tomorrow. I'm not an idiot, but I want to be the first person to wish you happy birthday. By the way, that loan you did, we did together, it's changed my family's life. I mean, no, no, I mean, customers, you guys changed my family's life, period. I just want to say happy birthday. It means a lot. I remembered it. Click send. Whatever message you send to Phil, he gets, he looks at Facebook. Facebook algorithm now thinks you guys have a personal relationship because you're sending messages back and forth. So it increases that connection. And you get to dodge all the social media crap that Phil's going to get on his actual birthday, which is all the fake messages and the buttons that come through and say, happy birthday. And he gets, uh, I, I, to me, that level of intentionality is everything that I've heard from Dustin and Phil talk about today, which is, you know, how bad do you want to actually have relationships with these people? And if you do, you'll make it work. So that was one of my favorite hacks. Do you guys have any that stand out in your mind? As far as birthdays go? Just, just, just connection hacks, things that like you think are really, really cool that are just like you heard somebody doing, you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's how I would run my business today. Yeah, I, I for sure do that with birthdays. That is one of the most uh, uh, personal things you can have with people. And, you know, I, I, I typically do it. There it is. There it is. A two for one today. It's fantastic, Phil. <laughs> you guys, you guys are welcome. You guys are welcome. Yeah. You know, Dustin, I'm just going to let, let you run with this. In first <laughs> I'm sure it was absolute gold. Probably like the best totally thing that's gold. ever been said on a podcast ever. Oh, absolutely. We'll just have to trust that. that you missed it. You have to miss it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the, the video, the day before thing is brilliant. I like that a lot because you do stand out in that situation versus, you know, you're one of 300 messages. But when you send an actual message and maybe even send it on a different platform, okay, send a video through an Instagram DM, you see when their birthday is. So wh wherever you normally communicate with them, maybe you even just record a quick little 30 second video on your phone and text it to them. You know, yeah. something that's personal. It, that's, this is the whole theme of this whole show today. Sure. If, if you can just show them that you'll take a second out of your day to, to think about them, that means something to other people. That's what matters. And so you record a quick video, text it, send it, snap it, do whatever the hell. And, and they feel like they really care. That's a good person. That's a good friend. They took time out of their day. They took 20 seconds out of their day to do that. When most everyone just pushes a button that says happy birthday. 
and and look that's fine too acknowledge those people too like it it's funny when people just don't respond to any happy birthday wishes on their timeline come on um but take the time to stand out a little bit and people appreciate it very very much well said i'll say one other thing handwritten cards um mm. i can tell you every handwritten like actual card that i've gotten over the last five years because it's probably only been a handful of them and it sounds cheesy it sounds simple and it's probably one of the most underrated things that we could do is just take a card and handwrite one or two sentences and actually put it in the mail because everyone's getting windowed envelopes that's we're all getting bills or notices or statements or whatever just that one little card it may, doesn't have to be super impactful or meaningful but people will remember it it's 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 huge and i think it's in today's technological world and we all talk about social media and digital and automation all those are extremely important but so is just writing a couple of sentences in a card and sending it well said all right so so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap down with this question to each of you guys and you can you can choose who goes first and who goes who ends the podcast no pressure but just don't don't suck all right this has been a this has been a good podcast so far you guys have held it together so in a few sentences as quick as you can i want you to summarize what somebody should do for post close like just like bang 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 here's what you should do as a plan for a loan officer even if they're brand new to the business like, here's my experience. Here's what the best do. Do these four, five, one, two, three things, whatever it is. And just really succinctly, what should somebody do for a strategy? I'll go first. That way, Dustin has all the pressure of not sucking there at the end of your podcast here. I can take it. I think the first thing you need to make sure of is that you've paid attention and learned something about your client throughout the transaction. We think that we've created a relationship with someone because we've walked through a mortgage or real estate transaction with them, and that's not the case. So you actually need to find out something about your borrower, your your buyer, whatever the, the situation is, whatever side of the business that you're on. Find out two or three things about them that you can continue to go to to show them that you've paid attention or taken interest in their life. That makes it very easy to come up with a closing gift. It makes it very easy to give you a reason to comment on their posts on social media. It makes it very easy for you to find reasons to continue to follow up with them. Add them to some type of a CRM, some type of a database that is going to get you uh, uh, whether it's a reminder or whether you're going to have that system actually reach out to them, you need to touch them on birthdays, on anniversaries, on reasons, any life events that they have. And last and third, and most importantly, connect with them on social media, engage with their content and put out content that you think people actually want to see, which is going to be about your life and not just about the mortgage industry. I'm going to call that four. You're welcome. I'm in. I'm bonus, in. bonus, well, bonus one. And right, piggyback or you add anything uh, i'll reiterate i mean because th that's everything there's really nothing to add to that thank you very little phil but <laughs> stole your thunder anyway totally but I, I want to reiterate the importance of that um but i did think of one extra little tip to help you stay in touch with people um i mean you've got to start having conversations as a human being with people throughout the whole throughout the whole transaction, learn what they're interested in, music, bands, sports teams, family stuff, interests, all of that, because some random little comment, boom, there's, there's a gift that can keep on giving for years and years and years. So pay attention and, and be genuinely interested in that. So do that. The Facebook group community is a great way to, um, to have them start to like, see, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one here. There's other people that are having a good experience too. Maybe he, 
maybe we should refer them, you know? Um, there's something that happens when when it's not just you that had an experience, it's a shared experience. And the person who um, you had the experience with, you know, uh, the realtor or the LO, you, you're like, oh my gosh, it wasn't just me. They must really be better. Like we thought they were good, but we don't know anyone, anyone else who's worked with them. That can really help generate long-term referrals. Um, but that tip, when you are, um, when you connect with them on social, favorite them. Okay, add them to your favorites or VIP list or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, so then whenever they post, it shows up on top. Yep. It, that can work with leads and prospects. And, you know, uh, if you're trying to, you know, recruit an agent or an LO to come to your team or your, you know, wherever you're at, it, that's how you stay in touch with people. Make sure that their content shows up at the top and then comment on their stuff when it pops up so that you show up in a very natural way and yep. they remember you. So all of that good stuff. Phil, nice job. Way to wrap that up, Phil. Like, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm so glad we have this on the record. This may be the the first time in years of our of our, our friendship and business partnership that uh, he has ever paid me a compliment publicly. This is this is good. We got it on the record here. That can't work. possibly be true. I've I've done it at least <laughs> one other time. At least, my friends, Dustin, Phil, thank you guys both for bringing your wisdom, having some fun, sharing some actual real talk about. Um, what people should be doing, man. You guys are a wealth of information. Like I mentioned before, as we wrap up here, um, follow these guys, engage in their content. Um, they're, they've been doing this for a lot longer than myself and they're just dropping pearls all day long. So Phil, Dustin, thank you both very much, man. I appreciate you guys. Alec, thanks for what you do thank for you. this industry, man. You're putting out great content and, and you're helping a lot of people. So we appreciate what you do as well. All right, everybody that wraps it up for today on the modeling podcast. We'll see you all on the internet. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>